0: Hey, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of The Chalene Show. Really, really important episode. This is an episode where I'm going to have to ask you to have a really open mind because we're going to dispel some commonly held beliefs, like beliefs that you've held about calories, perhaps for most of your life. Today, that's what we'll be talking about. Calories, calorie counting, and the myths about weight loss and exercise. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I want to start this episode off by sharing with you, I guess, a little bit about my mindset. I know so many people reach out to me and they're like, hey, are you still doing fitness videos? Are you still a fitness expert? And the answer to that is yes. But I've had this awakening it's an awakening that happens when you change your beliefs, right? Oh Gosh, I know this is going to be a horrible analogy, but I'm going to make it anyways. So if you were brought up in a household where you just thought it was normal for people to be abusive and for there to always be a constant state of chaos and panic and just everything was always in upheaval, that seemed normal to you. And so your belief was, this is how things are supposed to be. So. If through the process of education and self-exploration and maybe from meeting healthy people and healthy relationships and maybe doing some therapy, you suddenly realize, wow, my beliefs were wrong. They're skewed. They were false beliefs. That doesn't make you a different person. It makes you, in my mind, an enlightened person. And that's where I'm at today. I'm still a fitness professional. But... I'm a different fitness professional. I'm in a completely different mindset. The things I will agree to do, the things I will suggest to people, are completely different based on the beliefs I have today versus the ones I have for the first 40 years of my life. And based on many of the beliefs and teachings that I shared, some of which here on my podcast, The Shalene Show a lot of which you'll find in the tens of millions of exercise DVDs that are out there on the market that I've created. Now, the exercise itself is still something I believe in. It's the teaching of diet. It's the diet principles that I recognize today were flawed and were based on, well, just me kind of seeing what other people were talking about and not questioning things, like not questioning the beliefs, not questioning the teachings, not questioning industry standards. Just if enough Credible people say something is true, you just don't even question it. In fact, you think you don't even need to question it. And that's frankly where I have been up until the last probably couple of years when it comes to what I was teaching and what I knew about diet. But a couple of years ago, I had to wake up to the fact that here I was this renowned fitness expert who was experiencing a steady decline in her own health. My brain fog, my mental clarity, injuries, aches and pains, just chronic fatigue. It just didn't feel good. But I also didn't know that that wasn't normal. I didn't know that it was possible to feel really good. Now, I wanna be clear and tell you, I didn't feel horrible. I just didn't feel great all the time. What really suffered the most for me was my brain. And then it started to affect other areas like my hair, my skin, my eyes never really feeling like I could recover from a workout, like always chronically feeling sore, tired, fatigued. And I just thought, okay, well, this is normal. This is just how you feel. This is the life if you eat clean and you exercise a lot. This is how you feel, and this is normal. But it's not. So yeah, I still consider myself a fitness professional. I consider myself now a fitness professional who's better informed. And what that means is, I'm simply not okay with marketing things that imply there's a one size fits all simple cookie cutter prescription for diet that fits everybody. Follow this plan and therefore you will lose weight because it's true. But with a big asterisk by it, yeah, you could probably lose weight, but you're going to gain it all back and damage your metabolism in the process. And by the way, 25% of people just won't lose weight. No matter what the diet is, there's a good likelihood that 25% of the population is uniquely individual, that it's not going to work for them. Something else will. But that particular diet, if it's very specific, will not work for 25% of the population. And the message we've been taught as fitness professionals to tell you if you fail is, Oh well you messed up you didn't do it right you weren't disciplined enough you probably cheated you probably didn't follow the plan when the fact of the matter is maybe you did and it just didn't work for you because of a genetic factor because of your hormone history because of your food intolerances where you live your age your gender your DNA so many of these things affect whether or not a particular diet will work for you when I say diet it doesn't matter what diet it is. Every one of us is a little different. And I'm at a stage now because of the knowledge that I have, because, because I was experiencing so many of these problems myself, that I started to wake up and go, maybe I shouldn't just accept this piece of information, such as calorie counting, as fact or how often we're supposed to be eating. Maybe I shouldn't accept this as fact. Maybe I should just you know, take a look at the research and, and see what that says. And as I continued to do this, I discovered time after time that so many of the messages that we've perpetuated in the health and fitness industry, we've perpetuated because somebody else said it and somebody else said it because it made it easier to sell something. And you know, it's this catch 22 because listen, we all want it to be easy. We want it to be simple. And I would be lying to you if I told you nutrition is simple. It's complicated. Are you kidding? Your body is this magical, amazing thing designed to heal, designed to move, designed to think, designed to build, building. It's a remarkable thing. It's a miracle. And it's pretty complicated. And so too is our nutrition. And therefore, so too is our diet. There are ways to simplify that process, but the process itself can't be oversimplified when we do that we're lying to consumers and i'm just at a stage now it's the reason why this has become my mission the mission for the 131 method and i'm going to encourage you now to look into it 131 method.com before i go much further but i need to kind of tell you that because it is the catalyst for this like 180 shift in my career It's a 180 shift in my thinking, but I'm still on the same career path, which is to help people live a happier, healthier, fuller life. But I am doing it today from an open-minded perspective. Because the more research, the more studies, the more I question my beliefs, the more I talk to experts, the smarter the people were who I've conferred with over the last two years, the more I realize We don't know that much about the human body and metabolism and diet, not as much as we think we do. In fact, if there's one mindset I could ask you to keep that I think is going to serve you, it would be to have an open mind and to just say this, okay, this really helped me, I hope it really helps you. As far as we know right now. And then when someone says, oh, this is the right way to do it, or this is the only way to do it, or this is the superior way to do it, There's no need to argue about it. There's no need to pick a side. Just ask to see the research. No matter what the research says, there's never been any research done where 100% of the people had the same result, which means there's always human variable, which means there are always exceptions to the rules, which means you are a beautiful science project and you're smart enough to study yourself. You're smart enough to figure these things out. But the best place to start this journey is by looking at some of our most commonly held myths when it comes to weight loss and diet. I mean, let's face it, if 95% of the population, when they go on a diet and lose weight, if 95% of people gain it all back and then some, how are we still okay with this? And why, why, when you know that to be true, you're still looking for a quick fix. You don't want to learn about your body. You don't want to learn about these things. You just, you want to keep trying and trying and trying and trying new diets and then feeling like you failed, but then not recognizing that it's actually a failure if you've gained the weight back and you're doing it again each year. Right? So I'm just saying it's really important we have an open mind about these things and, and we stop saying this is the only way, this is superior. What we need to say is this is what we know right now. And we hopefully will know a lot more Next month, next year, in the next decade, because we will. One of the first commonly held fitness prescriptions that I wanted to look at that I started to question as a health and fitness professional was that of calorie restriction. This idea that, and I've said it a million times myself, you need to eat less and move more. And I've said that and I've given that advice because it's simple and we want simple. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a mathematical equation. Okay, yeah, you got to eat less and you got to move more. That makes sense because it's about calories. Well, then I started looking into, you know, what is a calorie anyways? I mean, if Brett eats the same 100 calories that I eat, do we both burn it off the same way? And the more I investigated it, the more I realized it's... It's actually a pretty flawed concept. Okay, so get ready, because I want to share with you what I've learned, And, and you may or may not know these things. I bet most of you do not. So you know the numbers are on the back of every package of food known as the calories. Well, have you ever wondered where that concept was even created, or how, or what, or when, or if it's accurate? Okay, well, let me tell you. Although there's some controversy over which scientist or which chemist actually coined the idea or the concept of calories, most people agree that it was invented around the year 1819. And we know for sure that the term was introduced in the late 1800s in the U.S. But the way they measured a calorie or how it was determined was by measuring how long it took to burn food to ash. And since your metabolism is essentially the burning of fuel or the burning of you know the fuel that's found in food, that became just commonly accepted as a measure of how we would evaluate how your body burns food. So think about it. Stated it another way, it's less about the calories in a given food, but more about like the power of the burn. But again, this is a concept developed not by using humans, but by using fire, a flame. And I think we both know there's been a lot of major advances in the scientific community since the 1800s, but yet this concept has never been touched. It remains the same. And almost every packaged food that you ever pick up is going to have a calorie count on it because then we bought into it and now we're obsessed with it. Like There are people you know who are human calorie counters. Like You can hold up a package of food or a piece of food and they can rattle off the number of calories because we've been taught, we've been brainwashed, we've been fed this belief, this myth, that we need to know the calorie counts on everything if we wanna lose weight. But more recent research reveals that how many calories we extract from the food depends on what species we eat. The micronutrient content, like the vitamins and minerals, if the food has been genetically modified, how we prepare the food, the heating process, which bacterias are in our gut, and how those things allow us to break down the food, how much energy we use to digest different foods. Hello? Doesn't that just make sense? I mean, the concept of a calorie is so basic because it doesn't take any of these human factors into consideration. Digestion is so intricate that even if we try to improve the accuracy of calorie counts on the back of most packaging, which is you know, usually pretty off, we would likely never make them perfectly accurate anyways. They couldn't be perfectly accurate because there's so many different human variables. Now, to be clear, I'm not suggesting that you completely throw calorie counts out the window. They do serve a certain purpose. I mean, they are a measure to some extent. But where calories do make sense is in terms of measuring energy. And weight loss is about creating an energy deficit, right? But it's not about creating a calorie deficit. It is, however, about burning more energy, not calories, burning more energy than you consume. And calories are, yes, one kind of very crude, highly unreliable source for tracking. So to be fair, they are a a rough starting point. They just don't tell us the whole story. And today, we know so much more about the human body and what we do know today that we didn't know back in the 1800s is that our individual gut microbiome uses energy differently. And that's not just based on your DNA or your genetics. It's based on epigenetics, meaning how your genes are turned on or off based on food and the way your gut microbiome operates and the health of it and its efficiency and its ability to burn energy is oftentimes in flux it can change and it can be improved but because of this simplified which is what we're looking for simplified message around calories we all grabbed onto it and then we applied it to our exercise and then we started looking at fitbits and tracking our calories when we're running on a treadmill And we started associating these two things together. Oh, okay. So if I add up everything I eat and I see this number, and I add up all the ways that I move in my metabolism and how I'm burning calories and I see this number, well, all I have to do is subtract this number from that number, that should equal weight loss. And in some cases it does. But in many cases, it doesn't, or eventually it doesn't. Okay, so let me play this out for you. So let's say that you were eating about a 2,000 calorie a day diet, right? And I asked you to cut back, or you decide to cut back to 1,500 calories a day. Forget about how tall you are, how much weight you have to lose. You know, we're just, we're gonna do what most diets do and just give you a number, a number to shoot for, even though I don't know anything about you. Okay, and then after a period of time, which is gonna be different for everybody, your metabolism will eventually adjust according to accommodate the amount of calories you're now burning. So if you're only eating 1,500 calories, right? Your body is so freaking smart. Your body is like, oh, you know, we're gonna lose some weight at first, but then it's like, oh, I see. You're only bringing in 1,500 calories and and we're really smart. And we, as in the body and the brain, our goal is to keep you alive so we'll slow your metabolic rate. So while you're restricting calories, as is the case with most diets, You are likely to lose weight, at least initially. But that initial weight loss isn't because of an energy deficiency. It's because at the onset of restriction, your metabolism was still burning 2,000 calories. And you created that deficit. But that deficit creates a slower metabolism, you see. And now that we've created this caloric intake, deficit, meaning you're eating less calories, right? Your metabolism begins to adjust for you because that's your metabolism's job and your daily energy burn now reduces because your body's smart and your body thinks, well, there's no reason to keep burning 2000 calories because we don't have that much coming in. And your body then begins to slow. Now, for some people, this happens even when they haven't lost any weight and that's really frustrating. So you're on a calorie restricted diet. You're cutting way back and it's hard. And you're like, okay, I'm not losing any weight. This is stupid, I'm done. And you go back to just, you know, not being crazy, just adding an extra 500 calories, going back to your, your standard 2000 calories a day. That's not a lot of food. It could be a handful of nuts, a protein shake, protein bar. It's just not a lot of food. Most people don't realize it. So now you go back to how you were eating not being crazy, just going back to the way you were eating. And what happens? Weight gain. And you're like, how can this be? I didn't lose any weight when I was cutting back calories. Now when I return to what I was doing, I've gained weight. And the reason why this happens is because your body is freaking smart and your resting metabolic rate begins to slow. Not a problem if you've adjusted your hunger hormones at the same time, but you see, most diets that are focused on calorie restriction and restricting fats and restricting the things that help us to balance our hormone levels, those actually overstimulate our hormones that make us crave more food, that make us hungry and make us ravenous and make us think about food 24-7. The truth is our hormones matter a lot more and it's the makeup of the food that we're eating that changes our hormones, that shifts our hormones. And it's because of your hormones that you're either gaining or losing weight. It's because of your hormones that you are experiencing mood swings or depression, anxiety, acne, skin disorders, a lot of autoimmune diseases. Like these are hormones. It's what's meant to regulate us. Based on what we know today. Did you hear what I just said? Based on what we know today. It is far less about calories and far more likely to be the result of a hormone imbalance that creates weight gain and weight loss. In fact, insulin is a fat-storing hormone. When we eat, especially foods that are low-fat, tend to be higher in carbohydrates, even if they're healthy. You know, and listen, I love carbs, but your body gets too many of them. That's what we know as of right now, based on science, based on the research, that diets that are high in carbohydrates, for most people, notice I didn't say for all people, for most people, create an increased imbalance or dysbiosis in our gut, an increased imbalance of insulin, which spikes our blood sugar levels, which causes us to store glucose and glycogen in excess, which causes us to store fat. Insulin spikes in order to counteract with the glucose that's in your bloodstream. Insulin unlocks the door, so to speak, so it allows glucose into the cells where it needs to go, So when you eat foods that contain sugar, even complex carbohydrates like fruits and breads and whole grains, I'm not just talking about junk food, I'm just talking about things that convert into sugar or glucose. And by the way, if you eat too much protein, our bodies are so smart, it can convert that into glucose too through a process called gluconeogenesis. So if for many years, you, maybe perhaps like I had done, have been following a diet that you thought was clean, and by clean, meaning low fat and low calorie, in order to lose weight and restricting calories and exercising a lot more, what happens is your body almost becomes numb to insulin. The body becomes resistant to the insulin, and the insulin resistance is what has been shown to lead to numerous health conditions, You and some pretty serious ones like type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, weight gain, weight loss resistance, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and so many more. And that is because it's less about the calories and more about the energy differential that's created between what we eat and how our bodies burn the food. So let's go back to the original concept of a calorie. If the original concept of a calorie was determined by taking food and burning it to ash. And then applying to that a simple concept like the knob you use to adjust the heat on your kitchen top stove. So if we were to put a pot of water on your stove and turn the heat up to high, and I was to put a pot of water on my stove in my kitchen and turn it up to high, if we had exactly the same amount of water, we would likely burn that water down in exactly the same amount of time or nearly. But if I set my stove top to low heat and you kept yours on high, you're gonna burn through all of that water much faster than I would. Because your fire, your heat is stronger. And I mean, that's just common sense. We know some people have a faster burning machine. They have a more efficient digestive system, a faster metabolism, and all the systems of your body require energy. And some of us have more robust, healthy systems. And those healthy systems burn energy at a higher rate, which would mean that two people eating the same piece of food are not going to burn it at the same rate. So the whole concept of a calorie is such a misnomer. And by the way, we've just scratched the surface. I mean, we haven't even talked yet about the calories out part of that equation because so much of that is also based on misconception. The idea that we can get on a treadmill and you can look down and see how many calories you've burned or you can look it up on your Fitbit or even a really reliable source like MyFitnessPal. It's only an estimate and it could be off by a lot. Most experts, in fact, say that cardio machines in general, overestimate your calories burned by a minimum of 10 to 15%. And that's if you're of average height and average weight. What it's trying to measure is how much energy you expended doing that particular exercise. What it doesn't know is your exact body composition, how fast or slow your metabolism is. Even if you enter your weight, your body fat, your height, your age, your gender, it still has a huge margin of error your own metabolism can fluctuate by as much as 15 percent based on several factors like your sleep the macronutrient ratios that you're eating menstruation stress exercise and hydration just to name a few hey i got an idea you want to drive yourself freaking crazy start tracking all of these things down to the nanosecond Worry endlessly about your calorie intake and your macronutrient intake. And then don't forget that you need to factor in all of these other variables like your sleep, your height, your weight, your body composition, your stress level, your sleep level. Like all of these things can drive you crazy. And even if you tracked and monitored and counted and measured all of these things perfectly, There's still so much we don't yet know about the body and the metabolism. Number one, because of the rate at which science is advancing and number two, because it's really difficult to do the type of controlled human studies we would need to do in order to get the type of precision that we all want, we all desire when it comes to health, diet, food, nutrition, and our weight. But I wanna leave you with what we do know. And that is this, we do know unequivocally, that a calorie, or the concept of calorie counting, is at best a very crude, highly unreliable source of tracking. It's simply a starting point. It doesn't mean much. A better way to go about managing your weight and having optimal health is by balancing your hormones. And you do that by managing your body's energy. And that's the premise behind the one through one method. You're learning how to understand how your body uses energy, how to balance your hormones. And it's different for every one of us. That's why there's three phases. Because as I mentioned, every time you phase your diet, there's gonna be just, on average, we know based on science and studies, there's gonna be 20 to 25% of the people who that way of eating isn't optimal for them. We've gotta figure out what way of eating is optimal for you and then learn how to phase your diet. The body is a magical, mystical machine, and it's complicated. My job is to get you to believe that you are smart enough, you are intelligent enough, and you are motivated, and allow me to simplify that learning process. I encourage you to check it out. You can go to 131method.com. This is my mission. This is my passion. This is where my headspace is. I owe it to the world. I owe it to myself. I owe it to my kids. I owe it to the people who have listened to my podcast in the past and taken my advice. I, I mean, I used to preach that message, eat less, move more. I used to count calories. I used to worry about these things endlessly. I used to just teach another fitness class simply because I knew, oh, well, that means more I can add to this column because I'm burning more calories and I'm trying to create this deficit. But it wasn't working. I'm telling you, I've never felt better. I don't count calories. I don't know when the last time I counted calories. I don't have to weigh myself. I eat so much more food. I exercise so much less and my body has never looked better, never been stronger, and I've never felt more confident in my health. Today, I can truly call myself healthy because I've redefined what it means to be healthy. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of The Chalene Show. It has been a pleasure to spend time with you. I always look forward to it. Of course, you can always leave me a message and let me know specifically what you thought about the show. You can do that by going to chalenejohnson.com forward slash podcast in fact, here is a message we received recently about The Shalene Show, and I just absolutely loved it. Wanted to share it with you.
1: Hi, Shalene. I just wanted to leave you a message because the four-part declutter project is fitting right in with my push goal. I have to be honest here. My push goal is to rekindle the romance with my husband because life has taken us on a crazy train. I don't know if it's really crazy, but it's just busy and it needs to be rekindled. And so I really want to do that. And he is a tidy guy. He is so good at putting things back right where they live and all that jazz. And so this project would be like his love language, decluttering, getting things in order. So I am going to do it. And I feel like I'm almost getting a two for one. I'm getting A, my stuff in order, decluttered, feeling more relaxed, and then I'm going to get some more man on me. (laughs) So I just wanted to tell you thanks. I love it. I love the hacks that you offer, the things, the tips, the systems. I'm all in. So thanks for what you do and have a great day. So we have started doing the podcast app and I have been listening faithfully. We did the declutter podcast one and two got my husband and family on board and I am happy to report that we got rid of lots of items and I am now sitting in a very comfortable clean house feeling a little less anxious and ready to start my week thank you so much
0: Yeah, that Declutter Project was a really powerful series. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back to the initial episode. It's called The Declutter Project Part One. And there's four parts. I'm telling you, it might just be the block that's holding you back from figuring out a lot of different areas of your life. So be sure to check that out. And in the meantime, thank you so much for being here. I love you. You are thebomb.com. And I'll talk to you soon. This episode of The Shaleen Show was brought to you by 131 Method. I want you to check it out. Go to 131method.com. In fact, you'll find a link to that website in the show notes for this podcast. What is it? Well, it's the reason why I took almost a year off of podcasting. It was more than two years in the development. It was the answers I was looking for. You know, why was it I kept hearing everyone who went on a diet, almost 95% of people who go on a diet, gain all the weight back and then some. Why is it we keep trying to force feed a one size fits all diet on everybody? Why do we keep trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, yet as a nation, as a world, we're getting more and more obese? It just didn't make any sense to me. And why are we exercising ourselves into the ground and we've got Fitbits and trackers and calorie counts and low fat foods, but why are we more obese and sicker than we've ever been in our history? Why do people suffer from brain fog and ADD and autism and all these autoimmune diseases? Like it didn't add up, so I took a couple of years off, to do some deep research, and then a year of testing a methodology, testing that we did with over 25,000 people. And the results are remarkable. Stop dieting. That's my message to you. Stop dieting. Please go visit 131method.com and learn more about this movement.
1: Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual.